to me. Live from Fitzgerald's in St. Paul, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. podcast tonight uh might as well might as well we got nothing yeah. else going on Who gives yeah a shit? i don't i don't i unlike you currently do not have any children and which a, a way to affect <laughs> you know currently changing. did you did you at one point and then uh, you just sort of phased I'm them out plead the fifth on that one um do you want to incriminate myself no i used to be a, a high school wrestling coach and so i was kind of like I was a kids. shaper of lives in in the Right. In that sense, I'm sure you touched a lot of boys. I you know, weirdly, I did. Um, sure. All consensual. Right. They wanted to I mean, be none touched. Of age, hey, yeah. The obviously, ju- tell the judge. Cons- yeah, all consensual. That, yeah, they. Uh, no, actually, I still like am in touch with a lot of the dudes I coached um, in wrestling. They are like generally like have gone on and become very like good citizens and stuff, and That's they good. still reach out to me on occasion and thank me for shit. So, yeah, I don't know. I did. I did touch some lives. That's good. We Literally call that a booty call when they reach out to you for yeah, not so much. some additional touching. Not so much. Yeah. So uh, I wasn't here last week. What uh, what happened? There was some soccer. Uh, Luke Craig and I bitched into a uh, microphone for a while. Sure. Can we not give? He's not here. Can we? Get, and he certainly quite. doesn't listen to this. Can we give yeah. an honest appraisal of his podcasting abilities right now? Is he any good? You know, I, I actually got some pretty good feedback from him. Uh, from uh, Twitter, but also from oh, well, a buddy of mine who actually, who actually, unlike you or I or you know anybody else who works, you know, does writing for us, listens to the actual podcast. He was like, "Hey, bring that Luke guy back. He's good." Hmm. So I mean, we've had me and Luke have had really good chemistry. I don't know what your and Luke's chemistry would be like. Well, he wouldn't even <laughs> show up yeah. <laughs> since he didn't. He decided he didn't want to come to the to do the podcast with so you. So <laughs> basically, based on that feedback, we need to decide which between you and me have to make room for him. That's. Apparently, I mean, I, I think the jury. I think the jury is not out anymore. I think the jury has decided that it's you. You need to. Leave. I need to take off. Yeah, I mean, if you just want to edit everything for me, that would be fantastic. Do the work, pay the bill, and <laughs> exactly yeah. not right. be involved. They call that a producer. <laughs> yeah, uh, there you go. You so the executive producer of this I, thing, if you want, man. I don't really I, care. I, the executive, executive, really? Yeah. Um, Why not? So I picked the one week to be gone when it was actually maybe pleasant to podcast. No, I'm, I'm, what the fuck? I got my games all no, mixed up. No, I picked terrible. the right week to come back. Yeah, that, we had that Rebels game, which, like, I don't want to rehash it right now, but actually, you know, I, when that game was happening, I had some really hot, like, really, really super hot takes about how was the worst game they played all year. And then I went back and watched the game and realized, actually, no, that Houston Dynamo game Bar, but for the first like three weeks of the season, that Dynamo game might be the worst game they played all year. And we're just counting Not those. The Red Bulls. We're counting those first three. Just counting the first three. Like, yeah, like those but, are obvious. But for those, um, like based on this current squad as it's constructed with the players that it actually has and should have, that might have been the worst game. And I did say some really uh, egregious things on Twitter, and I don't, I don't regret any of it. Um, 
But we have a we have a lot uh, of really awesome fun stuff to talk about this yeah, week, don't we? Let's talk about the fun stuff. So All we're right. coming off a four to nothing win, and I'm gonna I'm gonna step right out and say it. Everybody who wants to just step out and caveat and say, well, we were playing DC United, they fucking suck. You're right, but you know what? You also need to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat, and we did so convincingly. Uh, it wasn't a perfect performance, but you know, learn to enjoy a couple of moments of your life. For Christ's sake, it's uh, it was a win. It was a good one. So four to nothing win against uh, DC United. David Zeller, what was your best moment of the game? Um, best moment of the game for me, I mean, this game, compared to most of the games we've had this year, um, there's actually almost too many to count, which is actually saying a shit ton of a lot. That, um, yeah. I mean, obviously that Ramirez goal, the first goal was great, breaks the, the, the scoring drought of 358 minutes. Um, he was actually the last one to score a goal, which is actually kind of fitting that he... He bookended the uh, the scoring drought. Almost right. four games. Almost four whole fucking games. Um, That's too many. Yeah, and and actually, I mean, I think actually for me the most uh, like the best moment of the game was that second goal. Um, but not necessarily the goal itself, because the goal should not have been a goal. Bill Hamid should have should have made the save on that one. It was the Molino pass to Dunlady that set him up. Um, Molino for me, and we'll get to this, you know, in the Freddie Adu stars of the game was. Heads and shoulders, the best player on the field, was actually uh, turning and looking uh, to assist, to uh, distribute, to be more of a number ten than he's ever looked like. And he's you know, let's be fair, and, and to quote Alex Schieferdecker, Kevin Molino is not a number ten. Sure, but this is the week that he actually looked like he was more fit in that role, more uh, attuned to what that role looks like. He was distributing the ball really well. He, you know, he got on the score sheet as uh, to assist, and I think that passed him up to Delati. That uh, on that sort of three on two breakaway really like opened Delnati up and gave him the opportunity to really he blasted that ball it was, it was a hard hit ball Hamid should have done better on it but that pass uh, I thought was the best moment of the game for me it put the basically put the nail in the coffin for DC like yeah definitely you, you after that you didn't feel like they were gonna yeah, come absolutely. back and, yeah um, you know I'm actually gonna go with uh, Molino's pass to Ramirez on the first goal I think it was a more impressive pass I think it was uh, I think it was weighted perfectly I think it was a tough one to hit it over everybody and then uh, and then uh, put it at the feet of Ramirez Ramirez did a great job and made a good run but um, I think probably a little bit trickier to make the uh, the pass that he'd made in that case the the pass to Delati was obviously good it required some touch and all that kind of stuff but agree with you uh, and we'll talk about Molino in a moment um, he was playing heads up soccer. You know, he wasn't looking at the pitch and, 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 and looking at the ball while he was there. He does what Ibsen often does so well, which is he's he's looking at the position of the people with his head up, both when he doesn't have the ball and right as it comes in for that first touch. He already knows what he's going to do with it. At least he did against DC United. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, we I don't see a ton of that. 100% agree. So we got to do it. What was the worst moment of the game? Um, I think for me it was like right after the goal. Um, uh, the, that Dunlady goal that I was speaking about, um, or no, sorry, take that back. Right that was that was my most right? moment of the game. Right after the first Ramirez goal, right. yeah. Um, basically, yeah, we could, you could, you could feel the crowd, like the collective, what the fuck, what's going on with this team, right. lift, like, and the tension of like, man, DC gets a goal on us, we are fucked, kind of thing. Like it all like lifted. It was great. We felt really awesome. Um, but then, literally, like minutes later, and this happens all the time in soccer. Like you score a goal, and then you basically just let you, oh yeah, we did it, and then you just let, like let down. Yep. Um, super lackadaisical defending, um, and Deshaun Brown uh, got behind Minnesota United's uh, back line, who, to be fair, had a pretty good game, all things considered. Um, defended very well, um, 
But they had lackadaisical defending right after that goal. Deshaun Brown almost tied it up, and who knows what would have happened after that. Like, right. our sphincters would have clinched again, and you know that game could have ended in a different different way. But that was probably my, like the worst moment of the game for me. You know, it's common adage in soccer. I don't know if you play like at what level you played, but coaches will tell you you need to play with a relaxed sphincter. They're going to tell you that time and time <laughs> again. It's going to impact. I mean, your you shot. should generally walk like go about life with a relaxed sphincter. I certainly I would, I would agree. I tell my wife that all the time. Yeah. Um, so I, I, it's unclear to me whether we're talking about the same moment here. Uh, maybe we are, but uh, DeShore and Brown got in behind here in the first half. Um, but it was specifically on Ibsen taking a really poor touch on a throw-in. So Jones got it on the left side. He throws it in. Ibsen is not under pressure, makes a terrible touch on it, and then doesn't recover to get his own touch. Uh, uh, one of the – DeShore and Brown – closes down on him Ibsen doesn't get his hands dirty after a 50-50 ball he just pretty much lets the other guy win it and then he's behind the play it's a breakaway now that's not on our defense in my opinion it was a throw in we had the ball you know yeah. of course the defenders are playing high Ibsen uh, makes a bad touch that who the hell could have seen it coming and now there's nobody there no, you know so no I mean you, I remember what I remember this point this is like actually this is probably like in the I want to say in the, like the 30th minute so it was like right before the second goal sure um, yeah, I, I remember exactly the player talking about. You know, what I'm talking about was like literally like after the kickoff of the. Uh, okay, sure. So we're talking about two different things. Yeah, but you're, but you're but you're right. That was a that was a really yeah. Ibsen did not do a good job. No, that, it's, so. it was terrible. And 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 this you know Ibsen had some high points in this game too. But it was a game of Ibsen kind of doing things that we more traditionally had thought of Ibsen for. He's had a great season. He's he's been such a vital cog for the team. But. You know, I still have never fully shaken the idea of Ibsen as he's gonna have that game where he does perplexing things and acts in a perplexing way. And this was maybe a, a bit of a return, although not as egregious as we saw other games. But yeah. Sorry, Ibsen. Well, he hasn't. I mean, he hasn't really had. He hasn't really had that game this year. I, I mean, if he's gonna do it, this is the game. I'm glad it's against CC fucking United right, yeah. and not against you know this up, upcoming opponent, the Seattle Sounders, or any other games where we've been. You know, it's been tight and. You know, Ibsen just sort of shits the bed. So, right. I mean, if, he's, if he has to pick a game to do it, DC United's a good one to he, do it again. So. He's been incredible, and he was owed one. Yeah. So let's talk about the most what-the-fuck moment of the game. Um, I mean, for me, and apparently it was just, it was, no, I read a little bit more uh, earlier this week, uh, that Ramirez injury after the Nilotti goal was really, like, what the fuck? Um, apparently he just, like, hamstring got tight, uh, maybe a little bit of a pull. They were up 2 nothing. precautionary measure, Take him off. Don't fuck around with it. And Abara came on, and Abara, uh, like you know, had a fire lit under his ass by Adrian Heath, as he consistently has most of the year. Um, and and Abara plays much better when he's got a fire under his ass, and people think he's well, fucking up, and he's got a, a point to prove. So actually, it worked out well for both Abara and Minnesota United. But that was like I, I we we're scoring, we're cheering the goal in the dark cloud section, and all of a sudden it's like. Ramirez, like, coming on, Miguel Ibarra for Christian Ramirez. Like, what the fuck just happened? That was <laughs> the most what-the-fuck moment for me. The, yeah, that, that moment of substitution is a weird one. And uh, now, I don't want to get too bogged down in the physiology of playing soccer. I know we just talked about this, but the fire placed under Molino's ass caused a warming sensation that will <laughs> relax the sphincter. That is why he had the kind of quality game that he had. I mean, yes, that is 
I think that's that's science. Like if you put a fire in your ass, your sphincter will loosen, and it will read, not read it will the not journals. Contract, it will loosen. Right, read the I'm journals. Doing, I'm doing uh, hand gestures of a, a tight he's, sphincter and then a loosened sphincter. Yes, he he's uh, so. his 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 hand gesture of a loose sphincter is maybe looser than you want to be going with, but possibly. Uh, Okay. It depends how much self-control you have. Oh, my God. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say the Jared Jeffrey own goal was my most what-the-fuck moment of the game. And specifically, it was because um, it was inexplicable as far as own goals go. So it wasn't like, you know, what could the guy do? You know, it bounced off of him. He was under a lot of pressure. Nobody was putting any kind of physical pressure on him. His clearance, which, again, he had time and space to make this clearance, was directed low. Like, like he wasn't trying to put it up, and he wasn't trying to put it sideways. Like, he played it low really specifically with no other um, factor that would cause him to make the play that he did. Um, really mind-boggling stuff. Uh, I don't know what else to say. It was kind of a yeah. what-the-fuck moment. I mean, shouts to Ibarra for, like, drilling that ball in there. That, like, literally, like, fucking crossed his feet up. It was so. Right. It was, it was a good ball. And, it, and I'll point this out later. Uh, uh, Ibarra was making a hell of a run to get broken on that. And that's one of the things we see Ibarra do when he's doing really well is not only is he making these direct runs at the other team, but he's doing it even out of position. He's, he's willing to roam and find a lane. And on this break, um, he had it. Nobody was nearby. Thank God uh, Molina found him. So Yep. Um, Official scorecard, match rating for, uh, for the official. Uh, as a B, perfectly average, no obvious bad calls. Good job, sir. That was pretty much my thought. I, yeah. I, I didn't have anything that stood. Is, isn't it amazing how the referee always feels really just when you kick ass in a game? Huh? Well, I mean, th I thought I thought we were hard done by by the referee in that Red Bulls game last week. But I, I unlike most Minnesotans, I'm not going to blame a fucking referee for losing the game. Like. A very, a very rare circumstance where I will call the referee being like, you're the reason we lost this game. Right. Missile lost that game because of a lot of really poor decisions by uh, Adrian Heath, by a really just piss poor, lackadaisical team. The, uh, of course, the referee didn't help uh, by some ridiculous calls and non-calls. But, yeah, I mean, this, this referee was great. It was yeah, fine. Nothing stood out. So the next Freddie Adu award for the star of the game, whom do you get? Well, I think this is pretty obvious. Kevin Molino. Um, those two great assists that we already talked about, actually, mm -hmm. you know, he's actually he actually put in a shift trying to be a creative force, which is great. Yep. But I wish he did it more than like once every four games. Um, and I wish Adrian Heath uh, actually, you know, took him to task when he wasn't doing it, as opposed to like Abara when apparently Abara sat out or basically did not run an entire NYCFC game and then got uh, shit for it. Um, but yeah, he. Uh, He's running. He was not looking to shoot right away. He was looking to pass. He was looking to see where his options were. Yep. He cleared himself well. You know, I'll bite against the worst team in the league. But, yeah, for me, it's Kevin Molino. It's interesting because, you know, when Molino wasn't playing his best, he's in a weird position then because he's still playing better than many of the people on our team. And so, you know, you talk about lighting a fire. Like, yeah, I probably deserve that. But, you know, compared to whom? Like, everybody else is playing, like, dirt poor yeah. shit. So um, I'm going to say Kevin Molino as well. He had one of his best games. Obviously, two assists. You could argue he had kind of a secondary assist uh, on that own goal as he found Ibarra on his run. Speaking of whom, uh, I say Ibarra gets a runner-up award here because uh, he had he had his hardest working game of the year probably. Uh, he was a nuisance all over the pitch horizontally, and um, as I mentioned earlier, he made that run that, that led to the own goal, and that's what we see him do when uh, he's being successful is, is making those runs and splitting gaps and, uh, and being places you don't expect him to be. So let's do this. Next Freddie Adu award for the shittiest player of the game. Um, I mean, I'm tempted to say Bill Hamid, um, mostly due to both uh, the Dunlady goal and the Abara goal. Um, he got his hand on the Abara shot. 
granted it was in you know stoppage time and there was nothing that was going to change the outcome of that game but that John Lottie goal was kind of a howler he definitely should have uh, should have done better on getting beat short side um, is not good for a goalie but but uh, Taylor Kemp got absolutely fucking worked by the Minnesota wingers yeah um, he uh, yeah he was worked harder than a, a prostitute in uh, King's Landing. Um, he was fucking worked. And so I'm giving it to Taylor Kemp as the uh, shittiest player of the game. Well, hey, Freddie Adu, star of the game. Fre- Freddie Adu. Frederick Adu. Do you know he's uh, – who, who is Frank. He? Frank Adu. Frank Adu? Yeah, that the Polish coach called him Frank. Frank Adu. <laughs> Didn't uh, – who, who was it that um, recently they called him like an old vacuum? Was it the – I don't know. That's a good – that's actually a really good analogy. Yeah. <laughs> it, but it was like a coach with whom he had been training. Mm. That's not good when you're. Anyways, anyways, uh, yeah. Uh, other news. Uh, so I'm actually going to agree, Bill Hamid. Usually, I don't just give a big loss to uh, to the opposing goalkeeper as a shitty player because you know, oftentimes well, I, I how did, much I can did, a goalkeeper do? I didn't say do? Bill Hamid. I actually said Taylor Kemp. But you you ended up no no. I, I wasn't countering you. I'm just setting myself up here, saying normally I'm not going to give it to another goalkeeper, ah, okay. but in this particular right. instance. Um, Bill Hamid got beat on a shallow angle three times, basically. Ramirez, you know, Ramirez had a good goal, and and what are you going to do is fine, but it still was from a a relatively shallow angle. Uh, Dunlady's goal, certainly from an angle, he needs to stop it. Got a hand to Ibarra, something that my coach used to tell me when I played football, American football, uh, as a wide receiver. uh, If the ball hits your hands, you should catch it, and that's kind of the way I feel about um, goalkeeping as well. Uh, And then the own goal was the only goal you've got to say, what are you going to do? But (laughs) I also think um, additionally about him marshalling his back line, their organization is is a big part of his uh, leadership of it and not just of their own individual talents, although that is important too. So uh, I think it was was an all-around bad game for Bill Hamid, one he'll want to forget. And it's too bad because I kind of like Bill Hamid, but if he's going to have a bad game, uh, he picked the right one to have. Yeah, and it was was actually weird because he's coming off the Gold Cup. I mean, maybe he was just a little... uh Maybe he was a little uh, cold. He, I mean, he played that uh, right. Mar- Martinique. Is he? He got the no, no. It was uh, Nicaragua. Maybe. Anyways, he played one of the games in the Gold Cup in the uh, in the group stage, and so it's. I mean, possibly he was just cold, and I don't know. But yeah, it was a really. It was a not a typical Bill Hamid performance. So right. Well, let's move on from that. It yep. was really good to uh, have some positive things to say. I'm sure that um, we were all buying our search and lean, uh, subs- I almost said subscription, prescriptions after those uh, previous games. So let's move on to other United news. Uh, and we'll s- I'll, I'll throw out the first one here. Uh, Actually, can I just one more thing? Oh, God, yeah. So this game was awesome. We were all in a really great mood. Wonderwall was fucking amazing. And if you s- anybody saw the videos, if you haven't, like, go find the video of, of the entire stadium singing Wonderwall. When the song cuts off which i don't really like that they this team plays the song but it, sometimes it's all right because not everybody knows the words to wonderwall right. i still forget the words sometimes but when the song cuts off and it's just the the dark clouds t and e and the rest of the stadium people are there singing you can't even you can barely tell that, that the song has cut off at all right and you barely tell that they're actually like because we all sing that song we love singing that song you can barely tell that there's like actual audio behind it like and then we get into the chorus and it cuts off. Like it's it's amazing. Um, and then actually after, so we went to uh, Stub and Herbs after the game. It's typically where you'll find me after a game if you want to come hang out. And then I actually after that I went to uh, Northeast. And I jumped into an adult ball pit. A friend of mine took one of his rooms in his basement that he wasn't going to use and put twenty thousand ball pit balls and made a ball pit into like a bedroom. Just just turned into a ball pit. So I was 
in heaven on Saturday. <laughs> I, just, I just want to point that out. Like, I have a friend who has a ball pit room in his house, so I'm a cool dude. Yeah, that's uh, whiskey and ball pits. I was like, that was my Saturday evening. You you will find that as one of the filters on uh, MLS.com, uh, not MLSsoccer.com, but MLS. If you're looking for a house, you can Which uh, filter I am by I am ball for pit a house rooms. Now, yeah. So yeah, find one I'm of the ball pit like, room. I would definitely consider having a ball pit room. <laughs> not gonna lie. You'd be not the, gonna lie, the man. best or the worst dad ever. Yeah. Uh, so wait, awesome. no kids allowed in the ball pit though. Like that's for that's only for adults. It's an adult <laughs> ball pit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the name of this podcast episode is going to be Relaxed Sphincter or Adult Ball adult, Pit. Yeah. Either one looks good. I'll give it a double name. It'll be yeah. a, it'll be an A and B side. Yeah. Uh, let's move Sorry. on to news. Goodness gracious. I, I, I distracted you from other United News. No, so. no. That was more important than, than this. Uh, <laughs> the, the first thing I'll leap out with is that we've officially beat the Grant Walmart of uh, five wins. Yeah. There's a super awesome scarf that Dark Clouds uh, created uh, just for this special occasion. Um if you haven't seen it on Twitter, actually, it's Grant Wall's uh, Twitter uh, profile or his, he- his header yeah. on Twitter. It says, yeah, you know nothing, Grant Wall. And the other side says the North remembers. It's pretty great. Um, you know, you I, should buy it. It's going to be at the Nomad on Saturday. Generally speaking, and I, I, I don't want to tell anybody what to do or not do. It's, it's, it's beyond me. But um, generally, I'm turned off by the degree of things and the minutia of which we will turn a scarf out for it. Like, Hey, I got a haircut. Let's get a scarf. Twenty-five dollars. Like, but this was actually kind of a really funny thing, and it's it's so many Minnesotan things, not just the Grant Wall thing specifically, and Game of Thrones is cool, but also the North thing. North remembers. But but also just it's it's so Minnesotan to have this really um, this inferiority complex of obsessing over one writer's uh, uh, prediction that we would yeah. have a lousy season yeah. and we beat it by one win, and you know it's. Um, but it's 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 endearing in well, its well. And the other the great thing too about it is that it's going to be it's it's not a twenty five dollars scarf. It's a twenty dollars scarf because we're not fucking Minnesota United. We don't charge thirty five dollars <laughs> for, for an Itasca Society scarf. Yeah. It's I think I don't think any of our scarves cost more than twenty bucks. Sure. Um, because why the fuck would you charge more than twenty dollars for a scarf? Um, oh, I'm, I mean I'm, I'm not Minnesota United. Maybe we're not rolling in the dough, but. Uh, the dark clouds, at least. So, but yeah, it's yeah, it's great. You can pre-order it. Um, or I don't know if there's actually any pre-orders left. As a matter of fact, I think actually they sold out pre-orders, but they will be available at the Nomad. I would get there early on Saturday for the uh, pre-match watch par- or pre-match party, uh, and then there's a march to the match, all that really fun regular dark clouds stuff. Go to dark cloud dark dash clouds.com for all that shit. I don't want to plug them anymore. So, <laughs> what else <laughs> we got? Uh, so per Meg Ryan, uh, who writes for the Star Tribune, always uh, follow her stuff. United is still looking for roster additions. This is uh, via her uh, interview with Adrian Heath. Still looking for roster additions during the transfer window, but nothing specific was mentioned. Uh, Adrian Heath kind of hemmed and hawed about, well, you know, if somebody else signs a guy, then maybe they're not looking for this other guy who becomes available. Maybe some other guy becomes surplus to requirements, et cetera, et cetera. But nothing specific mentioned. That said, Jeff Reuter and his Reddit AMA indicated multiple times that uh, he believed Nazmi Al-Badawi was a potential target. I don't know... Uh, to what degree Jeff Reuter's Reddit AMA uh, becomes <laughs> newsworthy, but um, I, I think it'd be a good move. We, I, I think d- despite the fact that Molino had a good game, I still don't think he's a number 10. I think he had a great game as a number 10. We yeah. could use a real number 10. Yes. I think Nazmi Albadawi is a, a pretty good playmaker in NASL. Yeah. Um, no, that's, that's, that's true. And yeah, I didn't, I didn't scroll through the, I sort of like through like the first like four or five questions of the Reddit AMA. And then I was just like, oh, I'm in the cesspool again. Why am I in the cesspool again? Um, one thing actually I should point out um, is that uh, 
the Star Tribune actually now has a Minnesota United uh, email uh, you can subscribe to that gives you all the, like the United stories, which is actually Good. really cool. About fucking time. Um, but yeah, so sign up for that if you want. I'm not sure if like that's their pay or their site views thing still is in effect. And if you click on links from the the United News email, but I signed up for it. So awesome. Um, so Kevin Molino and Jerome Tyson actually both. Uh, got spots on the MLS Team of the Week. Um, Molino was in the starting 11, and uh, Tieson was on the bench. Um, Tieson had an amazing game. We didn't talk about him at all. No. He had an amazing game after yep. um, literally like his wife just had a baby what, what on the, Thursday. I said, what was he doing out well, there? Well, he, he apparently did not train on Friday. Um, oh, well, that's good. Completely. And then he was just at the game on Saturday. And then apparently it sounds like he hasn't trained at all this week. So, like, I mean, that's great. But, yeah, it was kind of like – Dude, your wife just had a child. Like, yeah. what, what the fuck are you doing? And it's his I, first too. Like, like you yeah. know. It, but when you when you've had five and you get the drill, like I can <laughs> see that somebody somebody made the point to me is like, well, it's it's like he was just gone for a few hours. You know, it's like going across town for a sandwich. Let me tell you something. When you, when you have your first kid, everything seems like a, a nightmare panic. Even if the the kid is healthy and stuff, you just don't know. And, There's too much unknown. No, it's and not. You gotta be there. And no, it's not. When you when you play uh, professional soccer, you don't you don't sleep at your house the night before the game you sleep at a hotel with the rest that, of the team that is true and you ride you drive together to i mean you you don't it's not like you're just like oh yeah like cool my i have my kid on wednesday i can just stay home and stay at home until like saturday morning and then right. at you know two o'clock in the afternoon like drive to the drive to the like baseball is different base that's something they use just for they, people use for baseball all the time baseball is different soccer football um, you and like, sports where you play like once a week, you actually stay in a hotel the night before yep. near the stadium for so that you don't chemistry, basically, basically chemistry, but also basically so that you don't get in fucking trouble and like sure. drunk driving or something like that. Kyle Aaron <laughs> cough. Um, yeah, I mean, he did that after the game. He was, but, he was really upset about that U.S. Open Cup loss. <laughs> but, but yeah, so it's not, it's not like it's, so it's not like he was like staying with his wife as she was like had just had a child. And granted, she's maybe still in the hospital. And but it's, you know, it was just like. I'm, I'm glad he came and played because it helped us win the game. And but it's also kind of like <laughs> here's here's my okay. So here's my comparison. Okay, Jerome Thiessen goes and plays a great game of soccer. Just like less than 24 hours after his wife has a kid, everyone's like, "God, Jerome Thiessen, look at this fucking guy. He's got the the heart of a lion and the dedication of a fucking Northman." I don't know. Uh, Anthony Scaramucci does it, <laughs> and everyone <laughs> wants him to burn in hell. <laughs> So I, I hated that is I, not a good I, comparison, I hated but I, Scar- love it. I hated Scaramucci, but I don't I don't think it's that much different. <laughs> to be fair, Scaramucci missed so he could be with the president of the United States. Jerome Tyson missed so he could kick a ball around with a bunch of grown men. To be fair, it's Scaramucci's like soon to be ex wife. Like, but, well, it wasn't know. up until then, was it? Or was you it? Know, it, it absolutely was. Oh, oh yeah. was it? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I she, guess I didn't run it. Oh yeah. She. Yeah. I mean, oh. we, we don't often talk politics on the days I know. We don't. We're very uh, – I'm guessing you probably can gather our politics <laughs> based what? on our conversations. But, yeah, no, she was she, – like, she was in the process of filing for a divorce. What, what uh, I'm, filing I'm, for a divorce. What I, the point I'm really trying to make is if you hold up a picture of Scaramucci and you hold up a picture of Tisa next to each other, I can't tell the difference. <laughs> That's what I'm really trying to say. Fair enough. Last right. bit of news here. Um, Bobby Shuttleworth was named to the bench of the FIFA 17. Oh, my God, we need a meaningful signing to talk about, for Christ's sake. This is not news. I think that the news part of this was actually when it was first shown and put on Twitter. He actually – he was 
they still have the New England Revolution the Revs, card. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, FIFA, I'm really glad you're updating your game. Cool. They, they eventually fixed it pretty quickly, but it was still yeah. kind of hilarious. <laughs> they announced that had the fucking Revolution scarf, Revolution card. So, I mean, I haven't played, yeah. I haven't played FIFA and since the 2014. I, I think I think that 2014 we should, World Cup. But I, I think we should all we should all have FIFA, and I think that that should be a thing we do next year. Is that we uh, as part of the podcast? Is we just got a fucking league? We got a our own FIFA league, yeah? Sure. God, dude, you, you come in here with your let's have an EPL league and big dick swinging around. I make a similar suggestion. Listen, I, uh, sure. That, that would require me to buy uh, a gaming platform that's and true. FIFA, which I don't have either that's, of those. Things. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. So. Anyways, uh, can we move on to talk about the upcoming match this weekend? Our last home match until, like, middle of fucking September? Yep. All right. So, we got the Seattle Sounders coming up, coming to town, the defending champs. Uh, they just brought back a couple of their Gold Cup winning players. Um, so, who we got who's good? Who's let's good? Oh, um, you go first on this one. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so... I'd say Ozzy Alonso. Uh, I think he may be the best number six in the league, but he hasn't played in several games. I'd say I don't know. Jordan Morris is a is a is great, but obviously he's not starting and uh, he's literally not scored since April. Um, I'd say Dempsey, but you know I'd written that down on my notebook and he tore it up. So <laughs> I, I'm going to say Will Bruin. I'm I'm excited about Will Bruin. He's he's having a he's having a big year. Uh, he's, he's a guy who should have been having a lot more big years, and now he's having a good year. Um, he's tied for the the lead on the team in goals, which he should be. He's playing up top. That wasn't really supposed to happen this year. He wasn't supposed to be the guy on top, and he totally is. Um, tied with Dempsey on goals, uh, and he's done it with a uh, you know a, a midfield. And I'm not talking about the wingers, but I'm talking about the midfield behind him, who's been kind of wanting in terms of setup. So um, seven goals is not going to get him you know whatever any awards this year, but uh, good for Will Bruin. That said, is this is still a team with Jovan Jones and Nico Ladero on either wing? Dempsey can still do Dempsey stuff when he decides to play, and he's going to be in that number ten slash second striker role. Um, so it can be a dangerous team on top. Absolutely. I mean, I w uh, for me, actually, Jovan Jones has actually been the most consistent player on Seattle. Um, I mean, he basically, like, um, he was more or less pretty responsible for, like, their uh, playoff run last year, their MLS Cup. Um, the team did not re-sign him. They did not sell him uh, last year when they probably should have. Um, he just signed with uh, Darmstadt uh, on a January move, so he's, he's up out of contract. So basically, like, Seattle lost him on a free, which is really going to hurt them next year. And, I mean, they were kind of yep. stuck between a rock and a hard place on that. Um, and he's Molina's team on, uh, on Trinidad and Tobago. And, he, like I said, he's been the focal point of, of a really up and down, mostly down season, although they're on the upswing now. They're above the red line. Yep. And I, as you mentioned, Dempsey and Morris, um, they come back from winning the Gold Cup. Maybe, I mean, Morris has, like I said, not been starting, not been scoring goals. Maybe the uh, that Gold Cup uh, really, like, reinvigorates him, gets him going again. Um, and then Stephen, uh, Stephen Fry is actually, uh, you know, he's an all-star, although um, he's actually not an all-star. Um, should have been probably Mal Tim Malia from Kansas City, but he was uh, voted into the all-star game. He's But he's still a good keeper. Um, and as all everybody else mentioned, uh, Nico Ladero, Will Bruin, basically this team is fucking loaded. Uh, they haven't played they're, great consistently throughout the year. They haven't played as well as their line. We've said oh, this no. about New England, right? We yeah. looked at New England's attack, and we were like, 
top six is pretty stacked here, and then it just never pans out that way. This is a team that's been the same. Yeah, no, this team's fucking loaded, but yeah, they, they have consistently not played um, as well as they probably should have. So oh. what... Moving on to that, sort of, like, that's, hey, look at that transition, man. Good um, transition. I love yeah, it. Yeah. So who sucks <laughs> who for sucks? Seattle? Um, so I'm going to say Seattle's fullbacks. Um, so I, I would, and I have, I'd like to talk about how the, the midfield, not I'm talking about Dempsey, I'm not talking about the wingers, but I'm talking about their their versions of Cronin and Ibsen, right? Um, those guys have not done what it takes to set up the offense to fire on all cylinders. That would be true. Um, but. What I will say is that wingers like Lodero and like Joe and Jones on the left side uh, are made better by fullbacks who can get forward and then, of course, capably defend when they get back. Now, if you can tell me you've heard the names of Kelvin Leardom and Nuhu Tolo before, uh, you would win an award, okay? So uh, they, they don't have the talent there to allow their wingers to really succeed, to get forward like Thiessen does a great job of, and either allow their wingers to cut inside and be closer to the play, they're going to make some some better passes, they're going to get more involved in the actual scoring themselves, or to at least uh, make an overlap that allows them to get down the sidelines and get break clear for maybe a, a wide cross or something. Basically what I'm trying to say is the fullbacks enable the wingers and these two guys are not doing that let alone the mediocre defense um, they're not doing a good enough job of dropping back and uh, and, and pinching in and containing the attack uh, from their opponents. So I'm going to say the fullbacks. No, I, I, I agree with that. Um, not that CL's defense has been terrible but cause sort of my whole thing is, is their offensive finishing touches have been absolutely terrible. Um, they're firmly in the middle of the pack on goal scored, which is great. They do score a fair number of goals, uh, but they're top six in shots and bottom six in shots on goal. And you can't score if you don't shoot the fucker on goal. I mean, I guess technically you can if you if you uh, kick it into your own net like Jeffrey Jones did uh, right. for DC. Um, Wayne Gretzky said that you, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take, <laughs> yeah. but a lesser-known quote that he said is that you don't hit very many of the shots that you don't put on goal. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not great with maths, but uh, if you're top six in shots and bottom six in shots in goal, that's pretty uh, probably a pretty bad ratio of uh, actually converting. So um, That is some great research. Yeah, I know. That's, that's, that's maths, man. Um, good. So, and I, I think that sort of echoes back to what you were saying, is that the fullbacks... Um, you know, are not getting forward. So they're, they're, they're able to take shots, but they're taking shots from way out. They're not taking shots in the box, in the 18, where they can actually put it on the frame, um, making the goalie make uh, make a decision, make make a choice. Um, and it sort of that's hampering what is theoretically, I mean, just looking at all the names on, on, on the on their roster, uh, really, like, should be a high, like, high pot. Like, they should not be, like, in the middle of the pack in terms of goal score. This should no. be one of the most offensive-minded teams in the league, honestly. But totally agree. Yeah. All right. So we talked a little bit about who's good and who sucks. Um, let's talk about how United should play uh, Seattle. Yeah, this is, I mean, it's it's home, and I'm, I'm hoping for a win, but this this will be a tough one. So my, my thought is go wide. Uh, we, we talked about the fullbacks uh, that we're going to be facing. We, we know where their strengths and weaknesses are, so let's hit their weaknesses, and, and for me that means let's go wide uh, in the attack. So if Jome is going to be our left back of the future, which, God help us, uh, then let's use maybe the one skill he actually possesses and have him 
get forward, uh, make the kind of fullback uh, dangerous runs that I just described uh, Seattle as having an opportunity to do better uh, and use that to enable our wingers to do kind of what I said. You, you're going to enable maybe Ibarra on the left side either to roam, which I mentioned I think is probably his strongest suit to, to, um, to roam around a little bit, or another thing he does great, run right at a defense and shoot the gap between a fullback and a center back, make him make a tough decision on coverage. And just that movement, even if he's not getting the ball himself, it just it opens up space for others and it gets dangerous. So conversely, if he's not shooting the gap and getting the ball there, uh, even just having someone like Ibarra Molino taking the ball down wide and um, putting a cross in back toward the top of the box, we're not going to win any headers ever again, ever. If we've won, did we have we won a header yet this year? Probably not. Zero is the I don't know. I I zero is the over. I, I love that you're like, oh, let Ishjom do what he does, in, which is like run, but that he can't cross. No, which he is, can't. But which is but I'm not, what you I'm not, need. No, no, no. I'm not asking him to cross. I'm asking okay. him to make runs, to make defenders make a decision okay. that's going to unlock somebody like Ibarra and let Ibarra do but your why, crossing. But why would stuff. they? I mean, if they're smart, why would they engage him if they know he can't fucking cross? Like, just let him let him have the ball wide. That can't cross. If we were Seattle and recording a <laughs> podcast, that would probably be my yeah, counter advice. But fair you know, enough. I, I I doubt they're gonna just let him sit there and just it'd be like literally don't cover that guy. It's probably just, fine. Yeah, it, it probably is actually. Honestly, <laughs> that would be amazing to get like an inside the locker room look at Brian Schmetzer saying like, look, there's this guy. His name is Joe. Don't even fucking bother. He's gonna be out there. Just don't. If he's got the ball cover someone else Wait, was it coach <laughs> if he has the ball listen let him dribble the length of the field we're getting it back <laughs> yes okay <laughs> he'll probably he'll probably miss dribble and dribble it out of bounds for christ's sake yeah uh, but anyways that's 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 yeah. my advice play yeah. them wide take advantage of their fullbacks there and cross it not in right in front of goal hoping we're going to get a header cross it back you know toward the the top of the box and and let your guys like a bar i'm sorry uh like ibsen and whoever our second striker is uh, beer there ready to clean up. No, it's, that's pretty spot on advice, man. Um, you know, CL's been on actually a pretty good run of form. Uh, last time they dropped points in MLS was against uh, NYCFC back on June 17th. So, you know, uh, solid, uh, you know, six weeks of uh, really good games. Um, but they managed to sometimes have really, like, dull drawing, like, affairs they don't want to possess the ball a lot. And so I think um, Minnesota actually needs to do a better job of making Seattle uh, have the ball um, and have the ball like in the midfield. Um, our defense has, uh, has is much improved, obviously, over the course of the year. And we actually now have everybody back um, but for Mark Birch. Um, and so I'm not worried about our defense. I'm not worried about us containing uh, the attacking power of uh, Minnesota or of uh, Seattle. Um, I am with you. I think we need to press. We need to press yep. on the counters. Um, we can't be. We can't. If we have six, 54, 55 percent of possession in this game, we we lose this game probably three to one. Yep. Um, I definitely think we need to make Seattle have the ball. We. I think it'd be great. Like again, like this DC United game. Banging a goal early, we'll get the crowd into it. Um, this crowd is like Minnesota United crowds. When the team is playing well, our that atmosphere in TCF Bank is amazing, and it gets frenzied. And I think the team feeds on that. The problem is, you know, the last before, but for like before uh, the DC game was was either it was a zero zero, really lame 
draw and like nothing actually like was going to happen or the other team scored first and we sort of people lose interest and it's Minnesota whatever but getting an early goal pushing forward I said you're right taking advantage of those fullbacks attacking the wings um, ideally Tieson more than Jome but oh god you know so I, I agree with you I think attacking um, and making sure the defense is just is solid Right. Defense needs to be solid. They need to contain Will Birch. They need to contain, you know, Jordan Morris or Clint Dempsey if they're if they're there. Um, Nico Ladero. There's a lot of attacking options. Um, just being stout. And I think with Cowboy back, I actually have faith in Minnesota's defense to do that. Yeah, we, you know, it, it's a cliche almost to say, how do you win games? Score more goals than the other person, but we don't need to shut them out necessarily. No, I, no, mean, I, 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 I agree. But we we need to score more goals than them. And you know, I, I I've said this before. I think that we stand a better shot, uh, chance in a game that is three to two than we do in a game that's zero to one. You know, so. Anyways, it's funny you mention that because next segment about who will win. Yeah, um, let's, let's talk about. I that. think this is going to be another high-scoring match for Minnesota. I think Minnesota, they only play three more home matches after this game, and then eight on the road. Thanks, Obama. Wow. Uh, that's your your fault, Barack Obama. Um, and they absolutely need a win uh, for the confidence it brings, especially going into a pretty. Uh, aggressive uh, stretch of away matches. Funnily enough, you mentioned three-two. I think it's three-two to the Loons. You know what? I had a I had a pretty close uh, call there as well. So so here's here's what I'm gonna say. I think it sounds weird saying this, but we are actually not that bad of team when we field our starters. Um, we were starting to say that earlier after we got out of that really bad first four weeks, and we started to really coalesce around Ibsen and Cronin in the midfield, Molino and Ibarra out wide, Venegas or Dunlott, he's the second striker. Um, we, we started sucking again. This most recent bout of really sucking started again when we stopped being able to field that lineup due to injury and due to call-ups and stuff like that. Now, does that mean that this squad, our preferred starters, could win the league? No. Uh, does it mean that the front office is off the hook for needing to provide better depth? Of course not. They need to. Um, was there bad luck with injuries? Sure. But does that happen to everyone? Yeah. But all those other things aside, as long as we actually have our preferred 11, we look like kind of a pretty good expansion team. So at home, those players, 3-1 to one United. That's my opinion. Cool. All right. Well, we're both picking United, so that's pretty awesome. God, I hope they don't let me down. <laughs> it's they they always do. Shut up. They always do. Shut up. All right, let's move yeah, on. Let's do uh, moving, moving let's along. Do, let's do picks or it didn't happen. So I was I wasn't around to celebrate the picks last week, but I swear to God I made them. So let's talk about what happened. I'm gonna go quickly here. Atlanta United played Orlando City to a one to one draw. Nobody guessed it. It was a ba- it was a bad week for us in picks, by the way. It was a really bad week for everybody. Yeah. Um, New England Revolution beat Philadelphia Union three to nothing. One of their most convincing games of the year. Everybody called that. Yeah, so good, good on job us, in, us and including Luke. including Luke. Yep. Um, New York Red Bulls beat Montreal Impact four to nothing. What the fuck was it with four to nothing wins this week? I don't know. It was wild. Good question. Uh, anyways, uh, lots of goals, which I lots of goals. appreciate. Yeah, I love it. There was. Uh, couple of the shitty games that were not for nothing wins. So. <laughs> we'll talk about those. Yeah. Um, but anyways, Red Bulls utterly unconvincing all year with a great win there. FC Dallas, God, I just keep predicting the wheels have not fallen off of this damn team, and they keep spinning off the axle. FC Dallas loses <sighs> to Vancouver Whitecaps yeah. by four goals for nothing. At home. At home. Nobody that called it. bad. God, Dallas. Um, Houston Dynamo and Portland Timbers played to a 2-2 two to two draw. Nobody called that. 
We all thought it was going to be Houston home wins because it's fucking Houston and home. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota United beat D.C. United 4 to nothing. We've covered that. Only one of us didn't call that, and that was me. Sorry <laughs> for the pessimism, guys. Um, Real Salt Lake and Columbus crew tied 2-2. Two to two. I was the only person who saw that draw coming, which you guys should have fucking seen a mile away. Good job. San Jose Earthquakes played the Colorado Crapids in uh, the ultimate Earthquakes and Rapids scoreline of one to nothing. Yes. Good job, Quakes. Uh, you and I both called that. Luke Craig yes, we did. was dumb as shit. Uh, Sporting Kansas City beat Chicago Fire in... Uh, excellent game and one that yes. everyone should have fucking set their calendar for it. your calendar you know your clock or whatever the fuck you call it your, uh, uh, your Google's yeah uh, Sporting Beat Fire 3-2 to two. you were the only person who saw that coming so yeah, good on you but yeah, of course you yeah. were the person who said they were going to win the treble this year so. uh, you know what they're on, they're, they're on their way man on their they're, way. In the, uh, they're in the Open Cup semifinals they are number first in the Western Conference and uh, they're only I would say four points off the Supporters Shield race so Good it Lord. could happen, man. My God. All right. Um, the the team that I w- feel like I want to have been right about at the beginning of the year, LA Galaxy and the Seattle Sounders, normally a game that you stop your life for, 0-0 zero, zero draw. I mean, it was it was Siggy Schmidt's return um, uh, to, to the Galaxy, obviously, as he was the former, the only other coach of the Sounders right. in their I, MLS iteration. Uh, I, I but it was, it was, this is actually supposed to be a, this is a really hyped up game, and it was fucking boring as shit. Yeah. Did you watch any of this game at all? I I didn't get to, but yeah, it was a it was it was on ESPN. Um, it's it's a huge hyped matchup because I mean as f- as far as rivalries go that aren't those like obvious like oh, it's Portland and Seattle. This is one of those rivalries that's great because it evolved based on the play on the field, right? Yeah. They're seeing each other every year in the playoffs. They're battling for trophies and it's just evolved as a good matchup. And that wasn't what happened this time. Can I can I interrupt myself just to say that I, I don't remember who tweeted this, but it was a really great tweet. They said, um, uh, "Hey, this was the tweet. I see you watching TV. Fucking MLS." Tom Dwyer just scored in the uh, MLS All Star. Yeah, well, game he, he also off of, a, off of a handball. Well, he also <laughs> yeah uh, by by MLS. By, by the God damn it! Can't who, uh, who is that? Oh, it's uh oh it's Juvenio. Uh, well, Dwy- Dwyer also uh, fucking kicked a pass out of bounds that was nowhere near anybody. Or anything, so. <laughs> okay. um, anyway, so uh, the tweet was, hey, I've been asleep for 12 years. How's MLS doing? And they're like, oh, you know, Siggy Schmidt's coach in L.A., Bruce Arena's with the U.S. men's national team, Bob Bradley's coaching the other team in L.A., you know. Nothing's changed. <laughs> that's that's actually That's pretty awesome. But yeah, though, this, there really should have been, like, a much and, – and even before, like, this is, like – this is the ESPN game before the Bob the uh, Siggy Schmidt announcement of Galaxy and yep. like and it was just God it was fucking terrible. It sucked. So goddamn bad. Sorry guys. Uh, let's move on to one that uh, was lit up. Toronto FC did uh, did Toronto FC things to New York City four to nothing win at home for Toronto. Only Luke Craig saw it coming. And New really? York City's not a bad team either. So. I didn't pick Toronto in that game. Listen, don't go back and start fucking changing things, all right? I see go you go in then. He's go, looking. I'm going, He's back, I'm going back to look this. at the agendas, man. He's examining the veracity of yeah. my uh, uh, work here. I don't know. Well, uh, assuming I was right, which I always am, let's uh, check out the running totals. Yep. Uh, Zeller, you went four and seven this week. Not great. Yep, still better than you. Shut up. 113 correct picks and 126 incorrect picks. Yeah, I had somehow an even worse week. Vegas. God damn it. And, I, and I'm the one who's <laughs> paying Peter for you to pay Paul. Yeah. Um, three three and eight I went. Not very fucking good at all. I have 93 correct picks and 146 incorrect picks. God help me. Luke Craig had a similarly bad week. Three and eight. I didn't bother to go back and look at the, his po- podcast co-hosting experience. Let's just say he's three and eight all the time. 
So let's talk sure. about this coming week, all right? You ready? We've got a whole fucking slate full of them this yeah, week. Yeah, we have all 11 right. games uh, all on the weekend, thank God. So I don't have to write all my right. stupid MLS preview column twice. So It's, it's going to be hot. So yeah. let me let me go ahead and call them off. Tell me whom you got. Uh, DC United uh, hosts Toronto FC. Oh, DC United is literally the worst team in the league. I have a Toronto FC winning 3 nothing. You have to, although I've got Toronto winning only 2 to nothing. Maybe I'm just optimistic. Uh, Philadelphia Union hosts the FC Burning Tire Fires. Yeah, God, they Dallas can't be that bad, right? So I'm gonna go one nothing Dallas. Sorry, two two, uh, two road wins on the uh, right away off the, God. Uh, the Philadelphia Union at home against this Dallas team. Got to give it two to nothing yeah, to Philadelphia. That's probably fair. Montreal Impact is gonna host uh, the Orlando City SCs. What do you got? Orlando City's been reeling, and I think uh, they continue to reel with. The impact winning two to one. This game is one of the least interesting games I could imagine. Yes. Um, so it'll probably end up four to four. But um, my guess is going to be Montreal Impact one to nothing, oh, given that home advantage. I had a draw in that Toronto City, Toronto New York City game. Damn it! That was Anyways, that was a sorry. fair call. They're two good teams. And yeah, I had three three draws. I had six <laughs> goals in that game, so just they almost got six goals. Just, just all on one team. Yeah. God yeah. damn it. Uh, Minnesota United uh, against Seattle Sounders. We already called this. Yep. I had a three to one. You had a three had two. Three two. Yep. All right. To, to the loons. Both to the loons. Uh, Chicago Fire hosts the New England Revolution. Um, I have the Fire winning three to one. Revolution are bad. The Fire are not bad. <laughs> that is true. Uh, yep. I've got Chicago Fire writing their um, writing their ship after last week two to one. Colorado Crapids against the Vancouver White Craps. Uh, um, you, you see yeah. how I said crap twice? Yeah, I did. Like That's that? awesome. Good, good for you. Because yep. um, their name is the rap. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. And and then craps. Yep. Like, get it. Yeah. Uh, I got a classic 1-1 uh, draw in Colorado. <laughs> it's funny. I had a 0-0 <laughs> draw. Somehow yeah. even less optimistic than you. Jesus. Uh, Rail Salt Lake hosts the Houston Dynamo. Well, the Dynamo are bad on the road. Yep. Except for when they play DC United, and so they think they lose here uh, in Rio Tinto 2-1. to one. I had the same logic. Houston can't win on the road. That said, Real Salt Lake doesn't have what it takes to put up two goals here. I got a one nothing win to Real Salt Lake. Nah, uh, the Quakes host the Crews. Uh, 2 nothing to the Quakes. We're kind of aligned this week. I got a one nothing for the oh, Quakes. Uh, the Portland Timbros are going to play the LA Galacticos. Uh, Galaxy goes on the road, and they win a lot, so I'm going 3-1 Galaxy. <laughs> the same logic. Uh, LA Galaxy win 3-2. to two. Ah. New York City FC hosts New York Red Bulls. Uh, City's actually sort of taken over this uh, this rivalry. I have yep. City winning 3-2 to two yep, I got in, uh, in Yankee Stadium. I got, I got a 3-1. to one. Um, God damn. Yeah, I think there's always some fucking dumb fan incident every time these two teams play. Mm -hmm. Everybody decides that they're going to just be hyper-masculine. It's and typically between like the New York City FC fan groups. God damn it. Because they are... They hate each other, and they're just so weird. I'm just, I mean, like the Dark Clouds and TNE have their own issues, and which is all well and good, but like we at least like don't beat each other up. Just so weird. Christ, but not yet. Not yet. Not yet. We could get uh, hardcore. Yeah, enough. I, I wrestled in college, so that's <laughs> fucking brawl. Now you just wrestle with uh, addiction. <laughs> uh, Sporting Kansas City hosts Atlanta United. Uh, FC Nickelback wins three to one. That's sporking KC. I got the sporks winning too. For all of you. Yeah, uninitiated. Yeah, uninitiated. Nickelback FC uh, yeah, I got, wins 3-1. to one. I got sweet, heaving tatas Martino uh, losing when he visits Kansas City, but uh, hopefully he'll get some good ribs while he's in town. Cool. 
So yeah, I mean, there's great ribs in Kansas City. It's true. So, um, and by that we mean uh, chicks. There's hot chicks because you know the biblical. Uh, you know how women are made of the the rib of Adam. You oh. understand from the Bible. So I when know, I s- when never, I say some never sweet, never read it. Never. No. Never read it. That's actually, what. It, so take, take the back. I've actually read it. Like I went I went to St. Thomas for, for four years. So I took a. So you got it. Old te- I took Old Testament and New Testament, so I've read the entire fucking Bible, but I right. pretty much forgotten all of it. So, so when we say Kansas City has some hot ribs, you know what's going I'm just on. Gonna, uh, yeah, I'm going to enjoy ribs at uh, uh, Joe's Kansas City, which is where yeah. you should enjoy ribs in Kansas City. Yeah. Fuck that mm. Arthur Bryan shit. Mm. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and counter with uh, um, Jack Stack, uh, Fiorella's Jack Stack. I've never heard, I've never been to, I've heard of Jack Stack, I've never been, I've heard that's good. I had, people, d- I had people, deer like, ribs last shit. time I went there. It's great. People lose their shit over Arthur Bryan's. Arthur Bryan's? Really expensive? Not that great. Not going to lie. Joe's. Uh, Joe's for life. Although I would check out uh, the Jack Stack. So. Let's, let's you Next and me make just a, Yeah, let, let's not do a big dark clouds thing. Let's you and me go down let's there for yeah, like one I'm thing. Yeah, I'm totally down to roll down there. It <laughs> doesn't even just need to be a Minnesota game. Yeah, let me, know, let me know when you're free because I'm probably free. <laughs> you're freer than I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's indulge our fantasies. What do you think? What's, uh, Seller, what's your, what's your fantasy? Um, my fantasy, like, when I was probably, like, 17, 18, as most, uh, nerds' fantasies are, was, like, you know, Princess Leia. That was right around when, in the, in the, uh, gold bikini, it was basically like around the same time like they, they did the Prince episode came out where Jennifer Aniston did the for David Schwimmer. Sure. I was like, oh yeah, that's fucking hot. Like more like David Schwinger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Anyways, also I was a huge like Jennifer Aniston. I was like, I was kind of into Jennifer sure. Aniston for a long time. Hey. Uh, I don't think I've ever admitted that to anybody in person. Or, I was alive in the nineties also. Or I over, guess. or over uh, to tens of people. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of into. <laughs> it's kind of into Jennifer Aniston. When, that's okay. Uh, Remember that uh, that Rolling Stone uh, photo spread she did, where she like she's almost completely naked, but she like cupped her cupped her boobs. I may have masturbated to that once or twice. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, I used to I used to masturbate to like the Sears catalog, you know, <laughs> and now you know just the underwear section, and now the internet has made it so much easier. Now mm. I can I, now I can just go to Sears.com. God, man, if I was. <laughs> Oh, see, here's, well, it's one of those things. Like, if I, if I would have, you know, if sixteen-year-old David had had the internet, I got you speed, wouldn't be here at now. the speed that we have the internet right now. Right. Holy shit, man! I, I don't know. I would have probably, I, yeah, I would have like, I would have uh, broke my arm fucking masturbating to yeah. all the shit you can masturbate to on the internet. I, I grew up in a very, very tough time. It was a very narrow amount of time in history but a uniquely tough one for people my age because we only had one computer in the house, which was very common then when I was a teenager. And um, it, it happened to be in my room just because I had the biggest room. And I had an apartment, so you could hear everything that was going on. And um, um, it was back in the days of dial-up. So anytime you connected, you get... And so it's like 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, hey, I think my parents are asleep. I'm going to enjoy myself here. And here I go, like, time to look at some pornography. <laughs> and I'm just like in that room, tr- like trying to cover up the noise. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh boy, a 30 second fit of coughing has struck me. I hope nobody can hear that I'm logging on the internet. Oh yeah, dude. I see. I grew up. I mean, I'm a little bit older than you. I mean, I grew up. We had an Apple IIc in our house. This is before the fucking internet. 
Like we had this is before the fucking internet. I used to like I remember like we had um my dad had like we had had cable at one point and then we didn't have cable, but like you could cert- you could like still like plug the jack in, like sure. Had, like, we'd like disable the cable. So you could yeah. still get like HBO occasionally. Oh look and, at like, you. you could scram- like you would like look at the scrambled yeah. HBO and yeah. uh Skinamax. Um and so yeah, like that's what I like masturbated to when I was a you know, a young boy. <laughs> uh which was like and like Playboys, like literally, like I have jerked off to a Playboy in my life. Not, I'm okay with admitting that. Like, <laughs> you, you know you, what? You tell you tell you tell somebody who was born. So like my little brother is a great example. He is uh oh shit, that's the same. Um, my little brother is like 24. I, I'm sure he's jacked off. I've never asked him about whether he's jacked off. You're he pretty sure he has definitely not jacked off to like. Hard physical copy of some it's of analog, a, of a naked lady. Analo- analog's coming back, man. Only ever jacked off to like video images. So, fucking millennials. Fucking, well, we're so we're technically millennials, guess, by the way. Yeah. But yeah, it was just, I, it's hilarious. I'm like, you know, you know, I um, I think about it now. I'm just like, holy shit, man. Like, yeah, like there's people who've grown up who are grownups now who can buy liquor, uh, can buy cigarettes. Who never have never jacked off to a uh, piece of paper? I've they're, jacked off to a piece of paper. They're worse for it. To a piece of paper. I love the way you put it as a piece of paper. <laughs> you know, I, I actually masturbated to a Playboy um, when my children were conceived. That oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that was the material to which my genetic material was uh, contributed in the in vitro lab. Oh, I, no, no, right. no, that's not true. Because you know what happened was um, I started with Playboy because they, they have an arrangement of material there. Because like their whole thing is like, well, we got to have f- a few options because it's not like if you, if you go in to give a urine sample and you don't have to go, you pop back out and like they'll give you a bottle of water and everybody sees you in the waiting room with a bottle of water. They know why <laughs> you're out there. Well, there's not like an equivalent of that for not being able to get off. So, like, so they have a, a variety of things. And I started with Playboy and I kicked open the Playboy. And um, the first thing I opened to was a picture of Eli Manning and an article about him. And I said, nope, not interested. <laughs> so I had to move on to some harder materials. So. That's funny. That's Sorry, I didn't mean to, I mean to laugh at your... But it, no, it was supposed to be funny. The it was MLS fucking All-Stars star. just... Uh, missed two missed penalty two kicks. penalty kicks oh. in this ridiculous All-Star game that they, for some reason, play. I don't know why they just don't get rid of it, because who the fuck... Why do you think? Because it's money. Well... That's true. There's Do you there's see like how many people are in the 60, fucking stadium? Sixty thousand people at Soldier Field right now. Anyways, um, anyways, so we, since we talked about our, you didn't talk about your fantasy. What's your fantasy? Um, I'd say like a like a, a dual wielding, um, probably half elf. You know, with low light vision, obviously, but then mm. you get the benefit of, uh, of of two attacks twice the time there, and and a variety of weapons that you can apply too. So that's fair. Um, let's go ahead and talk I mean, about I the sh- actual. It's rather jerk off to Jennifer Aniston in Rolling Stone, but that's me. No, that was that was my point. I <laughs> I, uh, I masturbate to the thought of my uh, Elder Scrolls characters. So. Uh, okay. so let's actually talk about the thing that we we're going to talk about with the fantasy thing. Uh, Zeller, you only got 52 points last week. Yeah, I know. Criminal. I, I was above you before the week started, and then I just slipped behind you. I'm only two points behind you, though. I have uh, uh, 1,479 points. You have 1,481. You actually did a lot, a little bit better. Not a lot a better. A very little bit It was better, actually, yeah. it was a really, it was a lame week for fantasy. It was. Um, you had 65 points. I'm in 11th. You're in 10th place. Who did well in the league, though? Let's talk about that. Well, so so I've got two names for you. First of all, I'm going to give a special, because we're trying to give a call out to people other than the obvious people, right? A.O. River, 
Uh, Paul Gustafson hey, pulled in 80 points despite the fact that he's sitting at fourth place from the bottom. Here's a dude who's still updating that roster despite, you know, things kind of sucking. Yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> well, he's got lucky. Hopefully. I guess I don't know. But um, good for you for keeping it up even though you're sucking uh, on the year. Uh, otherwise, uh, actually, Villains SV, who's in third place right now, uh, led the league with 99 points. So, so nice. good on you, Villains. Good on him. So, look at the top of the standings. Brothers Demidov, unsurprisingly, 1,939 points since Lon. Costa Rica Loon, uh, like a full 200 points behind that with 1,733. And only six points behind that is Villains SV. So, again, that second that second place thing is hot, but the, uh, the lead is kind of ramped up, so... Did you want to plug cool. your EPL fantasy? Yeah, thing? so we are going to do an EPL fantasy league there, and we're going to do it through Taga. Um, they there's two different leagues. There's a Perfect Eleven, um, which is a, uh, a league where everybody can pick the same players, um, and obviously you don't pick the same players, and then whoever like gets the most points for the week. And Taga is actually really great. Most of the fantasy soccer, like the MLS one, is is not great in terms of like other stuff besides like clean sheets assists goals things right. like that tog is actually they do a little more with like your usage rate things like that which is awesome uh, i played it a little bit last year there's two leagues there's a dave's i know league for the perfect 11 um and i just i literally posted it on our twitter page uh today so go back into the dave's i know at tdikmn twitter feed and uh find that click on the link join the league we're also going to do, I think, hopefully a draft league um, where you actually will have a draft at some point um, yet to be determined when, the, when that draft will be. Will everybody join? Will it pick a time? Probably like at night, so after your kids have gone to bed and all that. Thank where you. Where the draft league will be like a, like a regular like fantasy football style league where once you pick a player in the league, you can't, like no one else can take him. Right. So basically be like a, a regular, like regular standard Love it. fantasy league. Um that draft league, if you search for the Daves I Know, there's actually a code you put in to get access to that league. Uh, again, I posted a tweet about it earlier on the Daves I Know uh, Twitter feed. We should probably put it on the site, too, just and so we got we'll a standing throw, Yeah, we'll throw, it up in a, we'll throw it up in a, in a post, but uh, I'm not going to read it on the podcast because that is stupid. It's go, to, like a, yeah, go to TDIKM, search a, at TDIKM, and look at our posts. You can see the, the code for the league. Click on the link. Go to the, you put the code in. Join the Perfect Eleven. I think we should do both. And I, I think you can do a, a draft league with as whoever shows up. So I think we're, we'll limit it to, like, we'll limit it to probably 15 or 20 people, I guess. Rosters, fantasy rosters. We may actually limit it to more, less than that. Um, I think there's at least three people in that right now. I'll join. Cool. So there's four people in that there you right go, now. Man. Uh, but yeah, the draft league's fun because um, it is more like fantasy football, fantasy baseball, things like that. If you played that, but the perfect eleven, anybody can play. You should definitely play that. Yeah, you can pick like you pick your favorite players you want for the week, um, and it locks at the beginning of the first game. So the first game will actually lock on at six thirty, or I think it's actually locks like half an hour before. Uh, so at six a.m. on the thirteenth of August, when Liverpool uh, kicks off the season against Watford um, at Anfield. That's the first game of the year this year. Got so, anyways, stoked. yeah, play EPL Fantasy. Maybe we'll uh, throw in the EPL Fantasy over the winter when we're uh, not doing MLS. But yeah, it should be fun. So, yeah, do that. Um, we did get one question. One from, question. From my buddy of mine, okay. actually. Uh, my buddy Nick uh, sent in his question 
Uh, will you be joining myself and his buddy Jason Rose to Chicago next summer to take in Derek Klassiker at Soldier Field? I presume this means that Dortmund and uh, Bayern are playing at Soldier Field next summer. And maybe. Will you? Did you no. go to Chicago for Dortmund and Bayern? No. I need to be... I, I can't. Tra I can't travel a ton, what? and so I need to be judicious about the times <laughs> okay. I travel. I'd rather travel for something other than a friendly for two teams I don't give two fucks about. So, okay. what? Uh, what is the? What would you travel for? Oh, soccer, soccer related. A loons game. A lo but not. But not the loons. Any other team but the loons. Like, would you travel for a Liverpool match somewhere? And how far would you go to watch? Because you're a Liverpool fan. Yes. I'm a Liverpool fan. I would yes. travel probably a, a, a ways to watch Liverpool. Sure. Like, how far would you travel to watch Liverpool play soccer? And if I against what opponents would it, you, would it require for you to travel? In the United States, knowing that it's a friendly, it's not going to be a league game, I all, that, all I, that stuff being in, included. I wouldn't travel for a friendly. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't travel anywhere in the U.S. to watch? To watch a Liverpool friendly, no. You wouldn't travel to Milwaukee to watch Liverpool play? No. Olympiacos. No. You wouldn't travel to CCF to watch Liverpool play Olympiacos. What's, I, I would travel outside of my house, I suppose, <laughs> okay. if I happen to be in fucking okay. town. But, um, no, the, the, the only I, I can't travel that much, I, and I, I like to be home with the kids and stuff. So if I get the opportunity to travel maybe once a year, maybe twice a year if I'm lucky, I'm going to try to make it uh, a, a meaningful game that I can get pumped about. It's probably going to be a Loons game then because that's the local team. That's you know That's the team I care about that I have access to. Um, right, if if cool. Liverpool somehow had like a NFL, you know how NFL plays a few games in like Europe and they actually are league games. You know, if Liverpool actually had a league match for some reason against, I have no idea, uh, Manchester United. I don't know why they would have this game away. You know, that sounds terrible. But if they were doing it in the States, it's meaningful. Maybe I could be convinced. But. The, the EPL has actually talked about having a 33rd game in the U.S. like after the season's over. So like a, it's, it's, it's like a, a glorified friendly. It's, but it's. It would apparently have to be a meaningful count, game. Apparently, it would count in the standings, from what I've heard. So it'd be like a thirty-third game, but it'd be against a random opponent, or a, a, you know, and they would just play him like all the teams would travel over to the United States. They play in, in different cities, you know, obviously ten different cities. Yeah. They play a game um, that may or may not count in the standings. Would that would that entice you potentially to? Uh, I mean, pro Liverpool's probably going to play in Boston because of, of FSG. Right, right. So would you go to Boston I, to watch Liverpool No, play? I wouldn't go to Boston. I'd, if, I'd, the, if the game counted in the standings. If, if no. Liverpool is playing in Boston no. against Man City or Manchester United or I, Arsenal. I, or I, I, would, I would not fly to watch the team. Okay. Good to know. That's it. What about you? What if it's well, Chicago? You'd probably be all the fucking I would, place. Yeah, I would, def I would absolutely go. No, I would, I I would not go to I Chicago. I don't care if they're playing fucking Huddersfield Town in uh, bumfuck... Uh, Arizona, I'd probably if they were in town, if they were in the in the states, and it was a league, and especially if it was a league game. I obviously Liverpool has been here. I haven't actually traveled to see Liverpool yet, um, but I would totally if it was a, absolutely if it was a league game. And now that I actually like am not unemployed, I would uh, I'd probably travel to go see Liverpool. Yeah. Anyways, all right, that should probably do it for us, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. we should tell tell them where they can find us. Uh, they can find us at all the places uh, at. Like I said, at TDIKMN on Twitter. Um, you can email us questions at the Daves I know MN at gmail.com. Please rate and like our stupid shit on uh, all your regular podcasting apps. 
and things. That is how people find out about other like other podcasts and our podcast. Yep. Uh, um for all your so daily soccer lunacy. We have a couple of really interesting uh, pieces coming up soon. Mm-hmm. We have one about Finnish swamp soccer. Um, <laughs> written by Luke Craig, who was the ho- co-host last week. He wrote the Gaddafi piece. So if you'll enjoy yep. that. The fi- I've, I've read the Finnish swamp soccer piece. It's actually pretty hilarious. <laughs> and then we have a, a, a piece, a first piece by Bridget McDowell, uh, who just joined the, the team uh, about uh, being a casual fan and finding a home in the stands. She's going to write about soccer, supporter culture. So that's really great. Mm-hmm. Um, do that. Uh, Rumham shirts. Uh, we should probably set a date when we're going to actually order those shirts. Yeah, so we should. Should we say next Friday? That, yep. Okay. Order your Rumham shirts. If you go to uh, uh, thedavesiknow.com, um, you can, or sorry, davesiknow.com, uh, you can see the, uh, there's a, a link there. Uh, there's a, actually a post about the Rumham shirts. Please place your pre-orders. We're going to get those uh, put together soon. Um, they are going to be super awesome American cotton with all the awesome Dave's, uh, Dave's I Know logos and sayings and all of our yeah. fun stuff. So it's a great shirt. It uh, looks, again, it looks like know, the label of a can of hams. It does. It's, it's absolutely amazing. David Baker did an amazing job designing that shit, so please do that. Uh, and yeah, you can follow uh, Martin at offensive underscore loons. You can follow me at Texas Zeller. I think that is pretty much everything. Great stuff. It's good to have a positive podcast. I'm yeah, happy about yeah, that. Man. So let's These are uh, so much more fun than the really depressing ones, aren't they? It's true. Well, let's pr- let's pray to our Christian Lord that we have uh, another opportunity to do that next week. I'm gonna right? pray to the uh, to Satan. To Satan. All right. Yeah. Hail Satan. All right. Well, signing off for Satan. Uh, we are the Daves. You know, this has been the Daves. I know. Thank you. Land here become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we yeah. do our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. Uh, we, we do our thing, son. son, 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 son.